Blog Talk Radio.
show, everybody. You guys know why we are here. It is Tuesday, and it is time for Scoop Radio. We are super excited for tonight's show. Um, this show is one that I know we are going to have a ball with. The actual conversation surrounding this topic had us in tears talking about it. So, yeah, this one's going to be fun. And I'm personally super excited because we have one of my favorite past guests, guest hosting tonight in Kel's absence as she makes her way back from uh, <laughs> one of the most exciting trips that I've ever had the luxury of witnessing from afar. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm excited to hear her behind the scenes. But tonight we are welcoming uh, Ms. Maddie Whitfield, who has been a guest of ours before. She is an author and the uh, creator of Captivating Conversations. I will share her links on the live feed, so get ready. Uh, Maddie, how are you this evening, Sugar? I'm wonderful. How are you? I am good. Super excited to have you back. You by far have been one of my favorite guests, like for sure. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. I love guest hosting. I love coming on your show. You all have so much fun, and you keep it like totally real, which is my perfect conversation. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> we do what we can. So glad that you could join us. And of course, without further ado, we have got to say what's up to our very own Winfrey Burns, our panda. How are you, sugar? <laughs> I am doing good. How you doing? Panda, I am good. I am well. My son won third place at his uh, basketball tournament this weekend, so, like, I'm super giddy, super, super giddy. Uh, I'm a select representative in Denver this weekend, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. You gotta love. You gotta love watching your ki- watching your kids uh, do their thing. So that's what's mm-hmm. up. Good job. I know you know all about that with Trey because I've enjoyed watching him grow up too. So it's coming. Just just wait. It's coming. Yeah, you yeah. and your baseball. I'm sure y'all gonna have a ball. <laughs> yeah. 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 I already. I know. I'm all right, so I know that I can sit and yap about my babies forever, so I'm going to hush and let you go ahead and get into news. We've got quite a bit on our plate. So, yeah, go ahead, Wynn. Tell us tell us what's going on this evening. All right, so y'all know where we start next. For those <laughs> tonight uh, in the news, first of all, the news is sponsored for Savings Challenge. So for those who don't know, uh, for the month of August, I am hosting – a savings challenge where I am challenging any and everybody to save something for the month of August um, to sign. It doesn't matter if you save a dollar a day, a penny a day, whatever, but uh, I want people to focus on saving something every day for August. So to sign up, all you need to do is go to my public figure page or to or catch me on Instagram. It's at Winterburns the second. Um, and click the link and simply sign up. You'll also get some free giveaways, so you'll get my money mentor mind makeover. You'll get my the budget workbook that I use when I coach people one-on-one, um, and you'll get a bunch of other stuff too. So go to either my public figure page or to my Instagram page and click the link, and you will um, be put into it. So, all right, in the news, we got a couple of things. Let's start with this 19-minute whatever, of Robert Kelly. So the Washington Post, so for those who didn't know, R. Kelly put out a um, 19-minute song called I Admit. Um, And if you haven't heard it, 
get a cup of coffee, whatever you need to do, because it's, it's really 18, almost 19 minutes. Um, so according to the Washington Post, it says that in a 19-minute-long song, released Monday, R&B singer Aaron Kelly addresses several topics that have dogged him for years, including sexual misconduct allegations against him, his illegal marriage with 15-year-old Aaliyah, and parents who have accused R. Kelly of brainwashing their daughters as part of a sex cult. Um, it says that today's the day you've been waiting for. Kelly tweeted with the link and the song on SoundCloud title, I Admit. Um, the song is structured as a confessional. The song is more of a defense of his behaviors and accusations against him. Uh, in one line, he sings, I admit I'm a freak, which is probably the weirdest line to me. I'm a admit I'm a freak who used to go to strip clubs weekly and mess with all the ladies, that's old, both older and younger ladies. But tell me how they call it pedophile because that's crazy. So um, I'm going to start with Maddie. Did you first, if you heard the song, tell me what you thought. If you didn't hear the song still, tell me what your thoughts on R. Kelly and I admit. I heard the song. And so I'm going to just put this out there so people can go ahead and formulate your opinions and your judgments and all that great stuff. I am an R. Kelly fan. I am from Chicago. Well, I have met the man several times. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. a fan. Um, okay. I applaud him for putting out his songs because in his songs, he says that this is one of the only ways that he can actually tell his story without it being changed in the newspaper and the media and them taking snippets and making what they want to make from it. Now, we all know that they do that. So if mm-hmm. he puts out an entire song, you have no choice but to listen to the entire song and his entire testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I think about the song? Well, I actually was on Facebook commenting yesterday, and I was stating mm-hmm. that, you know, some people may not agree with me, and that's okay. Some women may be like, how could you say that? You're a woman. You have a daughter. I've been a daughter. But as a woman and as a daughter – and as a woman that's been around other women that listen to other women that have been that has been a younger girl, I don't want to just fully take away the responsibility of the girl. Like I don't want to just say, oh, they're so naive, they have no idea what they were doing. Oh, they were brainwashed, they have no idea what they were doing. He says mm-hmm. in the song that the man brought his daughter to the concert. Came mm-hmm. with security to get on the stage to get her okay. in the presence of R. Kelly. And when she couldn't get what she wanted, be it money or the family wanted money or whatever, now you're mad. And here come the accusations. They knew exactly mm-hmm. what they was doing. They knew exactly what they was getting into. And the problem with mm-hmm. it is, unfortunately, these things have happened for so long that it's almost like, okay, well, all of this has been happening for so long. Somebody needs to pay. Yeah, you might be right. However, to me, he's not doing anything different than what Hugh Hefner did. Hugh Hefner had a whole mansion full of girls, over 100 girls who had a goal to be and live in the Playboy Mansion. He had, mm-hmm. the only difference, he had a magazine. So you get to shoot for this magazine. And if you shoot for the magazine, you become a Playboy bunny. Then, hey, you get to live with Hugh Hefner, who never married any of them, who had them running around in bikinis. Only thing he charged other men to come and play with him. So because R. Kelly kept it all to himself at his own house, now he bad. I got a problem with the fact that our people 
are like killing his career and blacklisting him and allowing all these people to do stuff to him. And we got that real bad. We'll take our own people and like drag them through the mud, kill their career, kill their legacy. Hence, Bill Cosby and you got Weinstein. Other people, other races, they told Weinstein, hey, you know what? You do have a problem. We're going to pat you on the back. We're going to send you to counseling and that be it. Pay a few girls, but we're not going to tear up your legacy and take away everything that you have. Bill Cosby, on the other hand, lost everything and everything that he did. I just don't think that we need to start or continue to condemn our own black men and our own for things that other people are doing. That doesn't make it right. I get it. It doesn't make it right. But we need to stop burying our own. They have enough that they face, and they took this man's everything. All he does is no music. He can't read. He's illiterate. He's admitted that. He has music, Mm -hmm. and they've been robbing him blind since day one. So mm-hmm. I got mixed feelings. I rap for him. I'm a rap for him until it's all over. Okay. Cute. Mm. Um, I respect that, Maddie. I do. Um, I don't share it, but I respect it. <laughs> um, I mm-hmm. actually, I think I have different views on R. Kelly because I was really young when R. Kelly was at his like most popping. So the era where he was at his peak is over my head. When I was of age to listen to his music, um, his lyrics were more sexually aggressive than what I liked, so I was never a super R. Kelly fan to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. So meeting or loving my or not is not hurting him. Um, I don't go out of my way to speak ill of him. I respect him for doing this, his, his you know, sharing his story. But I don't have very much for R. Kelly. Like, I just don't. It's been a lot said about him. It's been a lot accused. And I do understand that the media and folks share a lot. But um, this has been over, like, 15. As long as I've known of R. Kelly, people have had these stories of R. Kelly. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, I don't know. I just I don't have any love for R. Kelly. I don't wish ill on him. I just don't have. I don't go out of my way to support R. Kelly. Um, I just yeah. I got I don't have much for him. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Here, here's my so my thing is this, um, and I'm from Chicago too. Live down the street from the man, et cetera, et cetera. I just can't. I can't get with with 15 year old girls. So if if you mess with a 15 year old girl and you're of age, you know, you're a grown man, I got a problem, period. Um, that's that's my concern. Period. Now let me so, ask you this. And I think I, I agree think, with you. I think, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go. Go ahead. I was gonna say I agree with you. If you mess with a fifteen year old girl and you're of age, that's a problem. Okay. But is he the only one? Like you're from Chicago. So mm-hmm. is that unknown? Oh no! Uh, uh, look, when we were, when I was, in, I'm, and I'm not, I'll, I'll say this: I remember being in seventh grade and seeing dudes in cars coming to my elementary school to pick up girls in seventh grade. So I'm not, it's, I'm not saying it is or that it's not a normal. I'm saying that it's still bad though, and mm-hmm. he or anybody else should not get a pass for. I think my concern about this that particular section of the song is if it's true, then you can't, he's asking since when is that pedophilia? Well, since you were grown and they're not grown, 
that's I think that's that's my concern. Like these are you are a grown man, you should not be messing with adolescent with little girls. So, well, he and asked, I do agree with you. He asked about going to you. the strip club and being attracted yeah. to women who were younger and older. And when is that pedophile? He mentioned right. strip no, club no, before saying, that. Right. I'm saying if they, if those girls, if any of those girls that he messed with, whether they was Aaliyah, the girls in the strip club, the girl in the video where it looked like he was peeing on her, if any of that happened, any man who messes with a 15-year-old girl or any grown man, is, is I can't get I can't rock with you, and that's 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 my that's my concern. Now, from a music standpoint, I've said it before. When it comes to R. Kelly, um, twelve he I, I since I I haven't liked much music he put out since twelve play. Uh, so he put out a, a hit single. But I was not a fan of Trapped in the Closet and all that stuff. That just wasn't for me. So, but that's that's me. So. Um, I, but I can't get with them. That's just my thing. I can't get with, with, with on a music level anymore because I think his music has been he's been missing it for a while. So, all right, let me move on. We can, we can do our Kelly all day, but let's let's go ahead and do some yeah, yeah, we 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 finish this and we have some time later. All right. Um, second thing, this is you know I, we have to do something about. Um, something around Black excellence. So I saw we found I found an organization. Excuse me, a story on Black Enterprise about an organization um, that called That Suits You. Um, and what this is is this is uh, two young uh, young brother named Gerard P K Kersey and his brother Jamel Thompson. They founded That Suits You to help men across the age spectrum learn the importance of being properly dressed and prepared for opportunities that present themselves. As leaders of this nonprofit organization, their mission is to provide men with new and gently worn professional attire to help them get back to work and prepare for their futures. In addition to teaching boys and men how to tie a tie, they also conduct educational and life skills programming. Um, This year, um, they're going to, at the um, Black Enterprise Men Excel Summit, they're also going to host, um, they're going to be hosting a portion of their, they're going to be presenting. Excuse me, what did it say? They're going to host a special that suits you drive um, to help increase the number of people that they can help. Currently, it says the article says that they've helped seven thousand two hundred and ninety people. So, um, Q, what's your thoughts on on this? One? I think this is awesome, and I'm going to tell you why. I think this is awesome, not only because this is a mentoring-type situation where these men get an opportunity to pour into the young men, but in an era of everyone getting to be free and accept me as I am and don't judge me by how I look, all of that is being is overshadowing what it looks like to dress professionally, what it looks like to pull yourself together and present yourself um, in different environments. And I really, really appreciate how this targets that demographic before it kind of gets lost. So, you know, there's value in knowing and knowing what a good suit is and how to wear it and, you know, owning a good good suit. I love this. Love, love, love this idea. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely agree. There's nothing like a man yeah. in a black suit. It's totally powerful. You might as well teach them why they're young, and they most have – no one at home to be able to do that. So, 
Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's dope. I definitely think it's dope. I didn't, and uh, the number to me, the even the number of people who they helped out that shocked me. Um, so uh, keep it up. I definitely think people. I didn't even to was actually was weird. I didn't even know about this um, this summit that they had. So I look, I'm looking that up too. I might have to go and excuse me and attend that myself. So. Mm-hmm. Good, one, good, one, good one. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, next story. I'm, I'm sorry, I probably get a little joy out this story. Um, President Trump. Uh, CNN reports oh, that Trump has been rattled right. and lashing out since he has come back from Helsinki. So it says President Trump is lashing out in all directions as the fallout from his summit with Vladimir Putin becomes even more toxic. The Russian investigation uh, grinds on with no end in sight, and his frustration boils over on the lack of progress on North Korea. Attentions reached a new level Sunday night when President Trump issued an all-caps threat against Iranian President Hassan Rouhani, who had warned wow. that the U.S. That, right, warned the U.S. that war with Tehran would be the, quote, mother of all wars. Trump tweeted that Iran would suffer consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before if its government again threatened the U.S., immediately ratcheting up tensions. Exacerbating a sense of a a White House under siege is the president's full-on assault on his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, who, if you guys remember, they said they released that he had been recording conversations with Trump about a payment to a former Playboy model who allegedly who alleged she had an affair with the former real estate tycoon before he entered politics. Listen, Trump is on ten right about now. So, um, what's your what's, what's your thoughts about the president? He he losing it. What's going on with the president? Who who president? That's not my president. <laughs> What's your thoughts on, on, on Trump losing it, losing it um, in the White House? Um, I mean, my thoughts on Trump are always consistent. He is a, um, he's entertainment, like, period. Uh-huh. He's entertainment that can be very dangerous. Yeah. And yeah. I hope and pray that we are allowed to continue our way of life and everything else until he gets out of office um, and that that many people are not affected by the negative energy that he brings on such a mass global level. So every little thing that he does, I mean, it, he's like, to me, he's like a child, like having a fit trying to get out the mm-hmm. window. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's all the time. It's always something. Mm-hmm. And he just, I've never seen any president, and I know social media has a lot to do with it, but I've never seen any president be able to say exactly and any goddamn thing he want to say. Yeah, like, yeah, he does. And he does. Anything. Like, and what he's doing, too, it's trickling down. I have children in middle school, and it's just the kids are getting whole new, what would you call it, egos and just, Believing that they can just say and do anything they want. So yeah. this particular incident, my opinion is still the same. Okay. Thank you. What about y'all? 
Yeah, this one is, um, I agree, this is entertainment. He he is, it is entertainment, but it, it's not funny. You know what I mean? Like, it's no one's exactly. entertainment. And mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. we've elevated it past the point of it just being banter. Like, at this point, he's pissing off the wrong people, and we can't keep excusing it as, oh, that's just Trump. Because these people also have egos in countries and people that have certain levels of respect and images to uphold themselves. So while mm-hmm. he's playing games, trying to talk big behind the keyboard, they about that life. So um, mm-hmm. you know, I need Trump. I need Trump to realize where he really is and what stage he's really on. This is not. Yeah. But, you know, we're talking to a brick wall when that comes to that. It's just I'm, I agree with Maddie. I hope we're able to still continue our way of life after Trump because he's messing it up for everybody. And messing it up is not the word I wanted to use. <laughs> he is mean. <laughs> he's doing <it> right now. <laughs> Trump is Trump is doing. Uh, Trump is. I think what amazes me every day is the the lack of. Of people's ability, no, the people. I'm, what amazing is people's ability to still support this level of foolishness. Um, yeah. Like mm-hmm. we're just a lot, you know. We're just, and I understand partisan and all partisan, you know, sticking sticking with your team. But at some point, we got to say, this is this is dangerous. Like we he's become really yeah. dangerous, and mm-hmm. and that part concerns me. Is that I don't hear that enough from people, you know, from enough people. So uh, that concerns me. It does. I think that what other part that gets me is, like, at some point, if somebody's just going to, sh- like, at Twitter, just shut his account down. Like, Please. turn it off. Turn it off. Yeah. Like, I've really? never seen a, a president who is more addicted to Twitter and telling, you know, what he's going to do across Twitter. Like, dude, mm-hmm. shut up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's like they can't I mean I know that you know he does what he wants But goodness gracious Just stop Yeah he just has stop. too much freedom As a president stop. Like literally as a president You're not even really supposed to have your own phone You're supposed to have A government issue phone And all of this other stuff So how are you walking around talking on Twitter all day he, I, I don't Where did know. that come I mean, in? Why know. aren't you working? All I know is, all I know is, dude tweets more than me, and I'm not the president yeah. of the United States. Like you got a lot of time on your hands for the, to be the president of the United States to be tweeting. So somebody on Instagram says, oh, somebody on Instagram says we need to come up with another name um, outside of Mr. President. It's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got you. <laughs> we got that. I can't think of his name and president should no longer be in the same sentence. I agree. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me move on because we are, I'm over time. But let me say this real quick, even though I'm not going to say the story. For y'all, for y'all who missed it, Tiger Woods almost won this weekend, and y'all don't understand. I'm We're going to get Tiger a win. So, Tiger, you keep playing. He almost won the, the, the Open Championship. I, I I thought we was I thought Tiger was back. He had his red shirt on, and then he just blew it. So, yeah, that was the other story we we're gonna cover. So we're gonna um, go to our first song of the night, uh, and then we're gonna get into our hot topics. So do not go anywhere. 
Um, this is going to be interesting. So our first song of the night is uh, Catch a Vibe by Get It Man Fresh. So, again, hang on. Um, after this song, we are going to jump into our Scoop Nation Hot Topic. So I will be right back after Catch a Vibe by Get It Man Fresh. We should catch a vibe. Okay, so today we are going to uh, discuss a topic for 
to you by Scoop Nation's very own Terrence Williams. Um, and he shared an excerpt with us from a book written by a woman, which was a super shocker to your girl. Um, but this was an excerpt discussing why men don't marry. So I'm going to read it to you really quickly. It says, because there's nothing in it for them. What exactly does marriage offer men today? Men know there's a good chance they'll lose their friends, their respect, their space, their sex life, their money, and if it all goes wrong, their family. Says Helen Smith, Ph.D., author of Men on Strike. They don't want to enter into a legal contract with someone who could effectively take half their savings, pension, and property when the honeymoon period is over. Men are whipping out by saying unmarried or being commitment folks, they're being smart. Unlike women, men lose all power after they say I do. Their masculinity dies too. So, um, needless to say, what was that, Maddie? I said that was something. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah. Tell us, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. Look, go ahead, go ahead. You got the floor. Go ahead, tell us how you feel. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So this was 153 comments deep in the scoop, and I know you guys, if you know the scoop, you know it was live. Um, I personally just gonna, I'm gonna nutshell my comments. I think this is crazy. I, I think this is that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Been married for forever and a day. I'm an accomplished young woman, got a lot to offer. Everybody has the same amount of risk. And it baffles my mind that a man can pour his all into a job, into an old school car, to his dog, to all kinds of stuff, but won't commit to a one-hour counseling session with the woman he's pledged his life to. Like, there's a certain level of work that will go into keeping a marriage healthy that a man feels as unnecessary or inconvenient. And then when we get to the point of divorce and now you're losing your family, your life, and all this, and all, marriage is the reason. Okay. Okay, that's the reason. That's why men aren't getting married. So that's my nutshell of that. Maddie, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, Open the doors of the church. Yeah, yeah. I saw this post a while back. Um, Actually, a man and I were having a conversation about, you know, younger men, like 35, 45, 50, um, getting married and how the decline was. And he was saying, like, hey, I've never met a married man tell me, like, hey, you really missing out. You should get married. All of them are wishing to be me. It was like, okay. And then he sent this post. I mean, the way that they say it in the post, I, I got to admit, if I was a man, especially if I was a man that had a little success, I would be a little hesitant too. Like, you, they make it seem very bad. We all know in marriage it can be work. It's more emotional work than anything. It requires a partnership. Um, and you have both parts of the party that want to do the work. You have some women that don't want to do the work, some women that don't want to be in. You have some men that, are emotionally like children that don't want to do anything that can't fathom being hurt. 
So I kind of, I, I can see both sides. Like I can definitely see a guy being like, hey, you know, I'm good. I don't ever want to be married until I'm older, like way older. But the other part of that is it's fear. Like you're moving in fear. You're already predicting that you're going to be divorced. You're already predicting that you're going to be unhappy. You're already predicting the worst. So if that's truly mm-hmm. how you feel internally, you're not ready to be married. Yep. And if you, you don't mm-hmm. change that, you never will be. So, no, you don't need to waste a woman's time if everything that you're doing is coming from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. So that's my opinion. Wayne, what do you think? Uh, hold on. Let me, tell you, let me take it. Let me take a drink of water real quick. So let me be honest. When I read this, the first thing I thought, first of all, let me say that this was written by a woman. So I want to throw that out there first. If this was written by a woman, so I, I think we need to sit in that for a second. And so, all right, so now that we've sat in it for a second and realized that this was a woman who wrote this, I think what we need to to realize is that when when a man goes into marriage, most times we go into we don't go into marriage understanding that there that think that your life is going to change that you're not going to be able to operate as a single man anymore. You're not going to be like you got to share stuff, and she has to share stuff. And so I think when we go into it not understanding that. That that's when you get into the other, and then and let me also say that some of the stuff that that initially it's going to be uncomfortable, it's going to be weird. Um, to you know, I remember when I first got married. Uh, when I got married, it was weird to for me to have to tell somebody where I was going and when I was coming home. It was, you know, it was a change of thought process to have to tell somebody to you know think about, oh, how am I going to spend money because I have a wife now. You know, we have two car payments instead of one. Like those things are all changes. But what you learn is that all of those changes and all of those adjustments are ultimately, well, not all, but the majority of them are better for you and make you a better individual. And so I think when you look at it from that perspective, um, then a lot of this stuff changes. The other part of it is if you do, to Maddie's point, have some stuff, then there are forms of protection for you, and you should exercise them. Exercise a prenuptial agreement if you really think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you really think that that's what's going on, then exercise that. Now, and I also, if you really think that the person is marrying you just for yourself, why in God would you want to marry this person anyway? Right. So, yeah, are, are there some things oh, like, in terms of that we, like, <laughs> that we quote, unquote, lose yeah, you do. You, there are some things that you quote unquote lose when you get married, but the things that you, but if you look at it from what you're losing as opposed to what you're gaining, then right. Not only do you not, not only do you not need to get married, but you probably aren't even ready for a real relationship because a lot of the things that you lose mm-hmm. or begin to lose in a marriage are some of the things that you really should start exercising and practicing when you are in a relationship with that person. So. Uh, again, I get it. Now, can I? Can we? Can we? Let me go here too. Let's just also be clear. If this is for looking at African American men, um, most of us ain't really got much anyway. So, <laughs> what? I, I mean, 
somebody want to go have y'all, if somebody want to go half on these student loan payments with me, I'm all for it. Like, look, I think I look. I'll give up. You know, I I cook a couple nights a week. For, you know what I mean? Like, come on, y'all. Really, we're we're working together to make each other better. So, mm-hmm. come on, come on. Mm-hmm. My opinion. So speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, because <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a, I'm I'm going to the post now because you know we got real real yeah. lit. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And and so. Princess <laughs> Princess Brown started off saying, you know what, never mind. But, of course, whenever we say never mind in the school, we always you come back. back. You coming <laughs> we back. We can never you say never back. mind. <laughs> you walking away from this post. You wasn't walking away from right. the post that either. Yeah, you, you just, there's no walking away from a school post. So she says, whoever, whoever wrote this must be 82 years old because now women have just as much to lose in men as marriage. Um, I just, I'm just saying. And then Kels comes on, our beloved Kels. Even in her absence, she's still lighting up hot topic. She says, "Amen." Wow. Most of the dudes I entertain, <laughs> most of the dudes I entertain as potential partners end up not having anything, or they already have a multitude of baby mamas eating their assets up already by Felipe. So then <laughs> Ashley comes through in the clutch and says, "Like, don't nobody want your used car from college, nor that 401k that you borrowed from 20 times. Unless you marry someone who is broke, then chances are they got their own. But this is the she-needs-me mentality. So the old the used car from college cracked us all completely the hell up <laughs> because that is so often what we're dealing with. And this also <laughs> circles back to the whole prenup thing. Are in the, in the realm of having assets to split and lose, get your paperwork in order. Get your compatibility in line. Do that pre-work right. so you don't have to use your pre-nuts. Like, do the pre-work so you don't have to use the pre-nuts. <laughs> and and you, everybody can be happy and join hands and sing songs into the sunset. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. saying. <laughs> don't, you know. But um, there are also some other... There's some other comments here that are saying um, a lot of studies say married men live longer, which is also interesting. I, I said, I said I read that too. Yep. If it's so bad, why are they living longer? <laughs> um, Dwayne Satterwhite had a really good comment. Sorry, Maddie, are you trying to say something? I'm sorry, babe. What was that? No, no, I'm listening. Oh, oh that was me. Okay. That was me. But I said um, because you eat on regular. I said because you eat on a regular basis. That's why. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just being honest. Do you know how many times that you, you know how many times that you eat? Yeah, shoot. You eat. Look, you eat two, three times, three times a day. I'm single. Most days, most days, I eat once, maybe twice. Mm. Terrible. And She's it making it. It's not even point. cooked at home. It's probably cooked in the street. Look, and I probably right, yeah. right. So that's why. Agree, and we take care. That's kind of our thing. Um, Dwayne says we should have never allowed people to profit from divorce, whether that be exes, exes or the state. If you want to solve any of society's ills, just follow the money. So this comment right here was low-key clutch, okay, because this is a lot of the reason why men, um, regardless of gender or, honestly, financial class, feel can can find some truth in this particular statement because many many times we have seen ridiculous settlements 
you know, divorce settlements, alimony agreements, custody situations, you know, all kinds of ridiculousness that has happened solely because she's hashtag woman. You know what I'm saying? And regardless of how Mm -hmm. we sit here and cash out everybody's arrangement, but we can all be real and know that some of that is just crazy as hell. So it makes someone, Mm -hmm. anybody, feel a little, you know, taken aback before they put all of themselves on the line. That's why I always say compatibility matters. You can never really be for sure. The most beautiful couples who have the most best laid plans for life can still end up in divorce court. But if you do that background work, if you make sure that you at least like the person so that when stuff goes left, you can sit down and have a conversation, you might be able to avoid some of this disastrous, catastrophic stuff that we're so afraid of. Now, if I can just add to that... I think one of the biggest things that makes marriages not work is communication. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the biggest things that men kind of have a problem with. It's unfortunate that you're not ever really taught how to communicate, especially how to communicate with somebody that you're intimate and so close with, that when things do come up that you all should be able to talk out and things like that, you don't know how to properly say your feelings People are saying things that make other people's feelings hurt. The men shut down, and now mm-hmm. you're living in silence until you get a divorce, and then now you're bitter, and that's why all of these ugly feelings come up when it really was the root of communication. And that comes in in the beginning when you're learning how to communicate. Even if you didn't learn in the relationship, there is a certain thing called marriage counseling before you get married. So in those classes, communication is half of the entire program. You all are actually talking out, okay, well, when finances come up, this is how we're going to handle it. When this problem comes up, this is what we need to talk. You say, don't talk to me like this because it makes me feel like that. Don't demean me. She has trigger words. He has trigger words. You learn what to say, what not to say. Don't go to bed late. Like little bitty things in communication that could save more marriages, that could help the younger or the the modern generation feel that, oh, it's worth being married. And then you won't have to worry about how she's going to take you to the bank when y'all get a divorce. Now, I agree with you, Mary, but here here is my – see, now you you know. you know, move move the discussion Uh-oh. a little bit, but that's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Here is the I agree with you that it's a lot of it is communication. I think the problem and is that it's not so much that, and there are some men. Let me say there are some men who don't know how to communicate. I think part of the issue is when we're in relationships and in marriages, our communication is typically man and male and female defensive, and like I said on the post today. I put up a post that that asked the simple question, ladies, why is it so difficult for you to admit when you're wrong? And to almost a lady, they all Mm -hmm. said the same thing. They all said the same thing, and that was because we're never wrong. And that, Mm. underneath the joke, is the way how a lot of men feel. So you want us to talk, but you don't listen. You want us Mm. to tell us how you feel, but do you really value what we say, or do you dismiss us when we say something? You want us to, you want us to be deep and, and, and all that kind of stuff, but when we do, you tell us we're weak, you tell us we're insecure, you tell us we need to man up, mm-hmm. we need to get over it, but then you want us to be sensitive 
and have these moments where we're able to communicate with you about our emotions. But you got to pick. Mm. Do you want me to communicate or do you want me to shut up? And if you tell a man to shut up, you are telling him to shut up forever. He will will close up. He won't talk to you. Mm -hmm. So y'all got to pick. I said on the post today, I said, I said, the problem with this is, somebody said, I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. I said, the problem with that statement is, is that we have to, we need Jesus, John, Peter, um, Daniel. We need, I said, we need Dr. Umar, Malcolm X, Martin King, and Derek Jackson to convince you that you're wrong. And even then, you still want to argue with us over whether or not something is wrong. That's when it becomes a concern. So now as a man, you say, you know what? I'm just going to shut up and let it happen. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with saying I'm wrong. Um, yeah. I do it without all of that. But I do know that I'm different. Like, a lot of people mm-hmm. ain't never admit it. My friends, they ain't never admit it. Like, mm-hmm. they're wrong and I don't care. And, you know, I agree, Maddie, and that's something, you know, I can say that I have not always been easy to admit that I'm not right, but I had to learn through experience that the only way you can grow past wherever you are is if someone has to give. That whole compromise has to come in. And, you know, it's absolutely true that there is a shutdown that happens. And I think a lot of, I'm just going to be real, as a woman, a lot of the times I feel that's where our suck it up comes from and where the man up part of it comes from and where a lot of the times we don't always, now it's not fair, but a lot of the times we don't really have a whole lot of, um, energy for the, well, you told me to shut up that one time three years ago, so I don't want to never talk no more. Like, that gets hard yep. for us. Hold on. Now, I said it wasn't always fair, okay, because I understand we are wired different. But the reason why I say that that is not always easy for women to understand why three years ago you still upset that I told you I didn't want to hear what you had to say because on a day-to-day, <clears throat> there are lots of things that don't get said, and that's not healthy either. So there's a health, there's a cycle of unhealthy, toxic behavior that happens that allows no one to talk or hear the other person. I don't care what you have to say because you don't care what I had to say. You know what I'm saying? So Ooh, it's just yeah. And that gets tough. That's the tough spot to be in. So to get to the point where you want to get out of that spot, somebody has to learn how to say, yeah, okay, I didn't do that this time. I was wrong. Okay, and me, so that you can take action on it so they can see, okay, well, she did say that one time that, you know, she did, which is why earlier today I posted the question, how do you accept or acknowledge change in mm-hmm. your partner? Mm-hmm. Because yep. three years ago you shut me down, but in these three years you've learned that that wasn't really the most supportive, smart, white thing for you to do, and now you're trying to be more understanding. You're trying to have that conversation and want to listen. I myself what I did with the husband from three years ago that don't want to listen, won't hear me because of that one time in band camp three years ago. Like, are we going to do that? Or can we accept that? How do we accept that there is been a, there has been a wrong and that we can move past that and actually be a good, functioning, understanding couple? How do we get there? Yeah. Well, they need to 
Yeah. They say a yeah. true component of that is forgiveness, and it's daily mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. day, day. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that has to go on consistently, and it's forgiveness, and it's really truly forgiving that person not to bring it back up again and not to hold it to your heart. Like don't make mm-hmm. extra meaning of it. It is. It happened. It's over. If you're gonna forgive them, then you really have to let it go, or you haven't forgiven them. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's another component. Like, and people, you know, you have the people that go to church every single Sunday, but won't forgive the person that hurt them 15 years ago. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, think, I don't want to move the conversation so, too much, though. No, I think <laughs> you're on it. You also, I'll just say the other part of it I think is, and I'm going to say for as a man, if that's how you really feel, there's a, there's a, there's a responsibility on us to. Um, to to move forward from a male perspective, yeah, mm-hmm. she might have told you to shut, like you said, using your example, cube, shut up three years ago. But again, that doesn't mean that you need to shut up. That meant that in that moment, like you needed to to heal, you needed to deal with whatever self esteem thing that that brought up, and you know what I mean. Like you need to deal with that and then move forward because ultimately this is still your partner, and so yeah, right is. Silence is ultimately going, knowing that silence A is going to suffocate her, you have to be able to, you know, whatever you got to do and then say, okay, now let's go back and let's deal with this because because the health of this relationship is more important than the fact that my feelings are hurt. So I need right. to deal with the fact. And then you also need to be honest as a man to say, listen, your problem, part of the problem probably ain't got nothing to do with her. You probably forget the fact that we're having a band camp three years ago. You probably still mad at your mama for what she said when you was nine. So <laughs> let's deal with that. That like part. she said. Mm-hmm. It gets you to the point where you are a healthy, whole male, and you can not passive-aggressively deal with whatever relationship issues or whatever issues, internal issues you have in yourself. So that's a, that's a thing for us that, you know, as a man that you have to deal with if that's how you really feel. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Bring it back. I bring it back. Oh my God. We're gonna bring it back. We're gonna bring it back. I'm gonna be honest. As a as a man who has been, and I'll say this: as a man, I know we got what four four minutes, five minutes left in the segment. Yeah. As a man who has been divorced, the truth of the matter is, having been single, married, single, married, divorced. You know, not single again. I'm gonna be straight up with you. There is nothing. There is no better season than being married. Be married. Like enjoy being single if you're single. But you know, mm-hmm. but but marriage is good. Like yep. there, ma- marriage is good. It's good. It has its moments, mm-hmm. but marriage is good. Mm-hmm. So much for my man. Mm-hmm. I think Look. the other part of it is that people need to realize that people are imperfect. Just because yep. you marry her and yep. just because you marry him does not make that person perfect. Mm-hmm. They are imperfect human beings. They make mistakes just like you do. They're not going to do everything right. They're not going to do everything that you want them to do just because they're your husband or your wife. Get over it. Yep. That does not determine the quality <laughs> of your relationship. Uh-huh. And by, look, and, and you know, you know what helps that, and vice versa. When you realize that, guess what? Probably fifty percent of the stuff you do gets on their nerves. 
Right. Like you, I want to. I want the same the same level of grace that I need, the same level of love I need in my imperfection. I need to be able to give that. I need to be able to give that. Yeah. Now I saw on um one of the comments that a young lady said that it's really not all this cracked up to be for women either. Like men are copping out of marriage, but what do you really think the woman is getting out of yeah. marriage? Yeah. Okay. At the end of the day, you really think that every woman runs around here wanting to be married and wanting to put up with men for the rest of her life, or one man for the rest of her life. Like, I think the ego part of that for the man, and he believes, oh, I have so many choices and so many things to do. I can have any woman I want. Well, what makes you think that she doesn't feel she has choices? But another yeah. subject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's truth to that. I mean, again, I think it goes back to the same mm-hmm. thing. Uh, if it's, if there is some things that need to be done, you know, excuse me, if there's some, um, uh, um, yeah, you know, there's some, we definitely look at it, there's the same thing. We both, there are some things that are lost in quarter quote, but at the end of the day, it really goes back to we're gaining more, we're gaining something that's better than what we're giving up. Mm-hmm. Marrying the right mm-hmm. person is a gain. So, I mean, yeah, you might have to, you know, split some of your money. And the trend is, What's interesting is uh, the trend is now that you're starting to see this reverse because now that you're starting to see more women make more money than men, you're starting to see it reverse where now um, if you look at, at, um, at, at some of the court documents, you're finding that women are now the ones losing half day stuff. They're the ones mm-hmm. paying alimony. They're not, they're not getting custody of the children automatically now. And so I think that's going to you know create another interesting dynamic as we see that play out in our, you know, in our culture, because again, that's that's not what we have seen um, in in this generation. So, yeah, yep. So if you if you're the breadwinner, you you look, you might as you say, you might need to do some pre work. <laughs> <laughs> everybody pre work for everybody. Like everybody yeah. should do their pre. You know, I don't I don't think compatibility and being truthful about a thing and who you are is reserved for just women on self care journeys. I don't believe that men only get to say what they want and have a preference if they meet a certain income criteria. You want what you want, you have preference and that's okay. Now where you mess up is where you try and look for cranny and fit, you know, things where they don't belong just because this looks a certain way or this thing exists in a space. That's not always how that. You have to be honest. You just got to be honest. Free work is for everybody. That's how I feel about yeah. that. <laughs> and I'm going to let now because got, we got time. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> good hot topic. Good, good, good discussion. Yeah. You got anything else on that one, Maddie? You close it out. Uh, yeah. No, I'm going to leave that because, you know, it's taking a little longer. We'll leave it right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kids, you got the final word on this one. Go ahead. All right, so we have come to the conclusion that marriage is a lot bigger than a line item situation, (laughs) and there's a lot more work to be done um, other than just writing it off completely. There's definitely some other layers to marriage and why men are or are not getting married. So I appreciate everyone for participating in this particular hot topic, those on uh, the live and those in the scoop. 
So we are going to now go ahead and get into our next song of the evening, which is The One by Jermaine Bollinger. This is actually new music, so we're going to all set this up and hear this new music, and we're going to get your thoughts after. All right. The One.
All right. Ghosting. Yeah, um, as someone who has ghosted someone before, I don't think I've ever been ghost, so I can't tell how it is on the other side. Um, I mean, sometimes you, you, sometimes people just don't want to have the conversation. Or it could yeah, be right. that they've had the conversation before and the other person right. is just not hearing them. Yeah, yeah. So it's only so many times you would tell a person something before you just have to show them. Yeah. Now, I don't think that's ghosting. And, I think if you have the conversation and they just not picking it up, I don't think that's ghosting. I think you just they just slow on the update. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, you the, the, the disappearing without saying anything, I mean, you got you, you got some people out here that are crazy. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes it might, sometimes it might be easier. It's just safer for some. You got women out here that fight, and if the man, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. if he responds, he in trouble. If he don't respond, he can still be in trouble. You got some out here that yeah. play some dangerous games, so I get it. Yeah. It's not yeah, nice, I mean, but it might be the, safe. It's the generation that believes, in, or, you know, we, we came out with, with busting windows out car. I bust the windows out your car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean, so I, I yeah. get that. But I think, even, I think even then, you know, there is, you know, like I said, I'm, and I'm not referring to safety. If there's a safety issue, that's one thing. But even if there's a safety issue, I think you still got to, there's a way to end it to let it be, yeah. you know, let it be no as yeah. is because if that safety concern is there, the probably the worst thing that could happen is if, if you ghost them and then all of a sudden you run into them in the mall with another person. Like that crazy button might kick back on and <laughs> you know, it might be a situation. Yeah. So I think you So I, think, I don't know, I think there's still gotta be a way that you do it somehow. I don't know. They said if you send a text, is that still ghosting? No. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. No, you are ghosting is like ghosting yeah. is just you just gone, like you disappeared. No com, no text, no calls. Like you just like disappear, like you know, like you've been raptured or something. That's ghosting. We never talked. I don't know you. I'm invisible. Now wait a minute. So is ghosting? Just being clear, is ghosting the thing that a lot of guys do when Valentine's Day is coming up, and then yeah. they come back in the winter? After the summer is yep. over and the quote unquote yeah. cuffing season yep. comes back up. Yep. Yeah. Ah, that is that's ghosting. That oh. Is ghosting. Oh yeah. 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 Look, look, yeah. Ladies do it too. Look, ladies do it too. Like I posted uh-huh. on the meme today. I'm saying it's a whole lot of ladies that'll ghost you and then what is it what does it say on the on the meme? They'll ghost you and then as soon as the dude break up with them for the second time, say, Hey, you hungry? Let's go out and talk. <laughs> or, you, or, or you get that, you get that, y'all, y'all ladies not slick, y'all send them mysterious, hey, stranger, hey, stranger, I'm not, yeah, I'm only a stranger because you, you disappeared on me. That's it, that's it. Sure. Where you well, been? My, no. Where you, right, what you been doing? Hey, big that's... head, hey, big, what you mean, hey, big head? No. Right, right. Ooh, hey, big head, that's, that's it. <laughs> That's why I say there's no gender bias on ghosting. We definitely share that. Uh, Now, follow up to the whole ghosting. Is it accurate to say that some of us 
have created a relationship to be ghosted from. Explain. Meaning, Jane and John are talking, had a couple conversations, mostly text, hung out once or twice, didn't really go anywhere. John is cool on the entire situation. He doesn't call Jane anymore. He had a good time, but he's done. Okay? Jane is off doodling John's last name with hers and talking to the homegirls about future plans and how beautiful the connection was and this, that, and the other thing. And now she feels ghosted because John is cool. Was she ghosted or was she delirious? <laughs> let's get into it. What is, let's clarify how long, what, what, does it, how, what are the qualifications to say I have been ghosted? I like where Maddie was going with those clarifying questions. How do we determine that we have been ghosted or were we just a little bit delusional as far as where we were in, in the dating spectrum of things? Maddie, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I'm going to pass it to Winford first. Hey, Matt. <laughs> Go ahead, Win. We're going to give break. Yes. yes, there are a lot of folks. Look, I preach Sunday, so I'm okay. I got grace for a couple of days. Um, there are a lot of people. There are a lot of people who make up relationships or assume that they're in relationships. So I don't mm-hmm. think. I don't think that because we went out on a date and then I decided not to date you anymore or not to go on the second date that that's necessarily ghosting. But I do think that in that in the in that scenario it is better to have the conversation to let that person know, you know, mm-hmm. that you're not interested. Just because again, it's it's really to me it's just about courtesy. And so I want to, you know, I want to don't lie to me and give me the we can still be friends thing because I know that's a lie. But um, at least tell me, hey, you know what? I just didn't feel a connection like that, so I don't, I don't want to go on a second date, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. that I don't like surprises. I don't like to be embarrassed. So that would be my reason for sucking it up and finding finding some courage to just have the call, send the text or whatever, because I don't want you Kevin Hart staring at me from the end of the bar when I'm with my new guy. Like, oh, this is what we're doing? <laughs> like, I don't want the problems. Like, let me be great. You know what I'm saying? So, there will be no misunderstanding <laughs> that we are good. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to live my best life without the drama. <laughs> Maddie, where are your thoughts, sugar? <laughs> um, I mean, for me, for me personally, it takes a long time. I don't I don't really do the whole dating thing. It takes a long time for me to even go out on a date. We've had a lot of conversations before that. So I kinda know I already want to be on a date with you. Mm, okay. I don't, I don't yeah. want to do the whole like, oh, I just met you, let's go on a date. No, let's talk on the phone because yeah, you yeah. might be a crazy yeah, I agree. date. So I agree with that. Um that part I don't get ghosted on, but think that people like if we went on one date like for the people that do just go on a date and we went on one date and it just really didn't work I don't necessarily feel that I owe you an explanation like I don't want to talk no more like we're done <laughs> and now, so when you say you say you don't feel like you owe an explanation are you saying you wouldn't even tell the person you don't want to go on another date so like if dude is calling you yeah, to put up another date you wouldn't like answer his text or nothing like that Say hey, I, I'm not interested. Okay. Thank you for a good. If that was nothing, if that was the case, I would understand why she wouldn't. Like she just wouldn't even be bothered with it. Like, 
you know, no need to talk anymore. We're good. Because after you say, if you were, if he was actually to call or text and say, hey, let's set up another date, and you say, you know, I'm good, um, I don't really want to go, then you're going to get all the questions, and he's going to want to know why, and mm-hmm. all this other stuff, especially if he actually liked you and you just didn't like him, it was 50-50, so now you have to explain and all this other stuff. So you can either that, don't answer. Like, I'm good. And eventually so you hope they get the... That's ghost. That's who? You don't ghost the dude. You don't go. That's ghosting. You don't ghost the dude when you do that. <laughs> yeah, that's been pretty easy, Maddie. Let's <laughs> that go. Let's right. go. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to go no more in my spirit. I, I don't want to go no more. Like, period. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we? I don't need you to try to convince me. Mm-hmm. I don't need you. I don't need the whole explanation. I don't want to explain to you. You should have got the vibe of the date. I got the vibe of the date. We don't need to go. We're good. Yeah, we don't need to talk about it. So, okay, Maddie, let me ask you a question. I can't ask you this. I'm going to ask this, and, and, and people who are listening on live, y'all tell me, is it really like that? So if a, if a if two people go on a date and you don't, you're not feeling that person, and you say I'm not, if they're really going to go through a whole lot of changes to find out why you are interested in them, is that that's really how it works? So I have not been on a date outside of my relationship in like years. But I've had people want explanations as to why I can't talk to you. Like mm-hmm. why am I oh you want explanations for that. Something so small as I don't want to give you my number. I can't give you my number. Yeah. Duh, like why do that I have to something. explain that? So something that I- small that you want an explanation for, of course I'm not going to let you know if we ever went on a date. Like, no, because you're going to want to really know more, and you're, you're not entitled to know more. She was that what happened? Is that, your, is that what you hear, like, from your friends? I know you ain't going on no dates with nobody. You're married to Is that, is that what your friends? What you, yes, that is what my friends experience, but although I'm not going on dates, that does not stop men from approaching you. And with mm-hmm. social media being what it is, you know, that whole DM thing, I love the whole, the ability to accept a, a message before it actually gets seen and all of that. That has been so clutch mm-hmm. for my life, okay? Because if, you know, you can tell a man that you're married and anyone who's friends with me, the majority of my page is public, but my husband is all up and through my page. The baby's looking like him. We laughing. He's tagged. I am married as hell, okay? But it does not stop mm-hmm. a man from getting all up and through your inbox. And then when you tell him, I'm about to add my husband to this here inbox, then you got all these kind of questions. Why you got to do all that? Why you can't have friends? Oh, you don't want to be my like, Then you got to do all of that extra. So, Maddie, I do understand that. And that is definitely something that when you're in a relationship becomes a whole other situation. And it's, and that's not even ghosting. That's just standing your ground and saying, I don't want this. Like, no. And, yes, my homegirls who are single and dating with, to answer your other question, absolutely have to deal with this, And which is another that's reason much. why ghosting is not dedicated to just men. Women have a, 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 a safety issue when it comes to turning mm-hmm. men down. You have mm-hmm. these, uh, Yeah. Way 
You know, really? so there that, is a different way that we all have to deal with. It, it happens. My thing would be, yeah. okay, I see that, that, that gives context. Because for me, I think that if you, you know, again, like I said, I think it's just, and, and maybe this is me as a man, if if I was not interested in the young lady, I would just say, you know, look, I'm not interested in brother, but, and I and move on. But I don't feel a safety issue most uh, with, yeah. with that. Never had my windows busted out or nothing like that. But, you know, I, if I did that, I would I could see doing something like that. But I don't think that, first of all, if as a man, if a woman is not interested in you, then those all those questions about what's wrong with me and all that stuff again that's something you got to work out on your own. Just take the L and move on. Take the L and move on. So okay, that that context that's me. But that's that's how I I get that again. And I again to to that I'm not normal apparently, but half of half the families I don't want to hear that why you don't like me no way. Like I don't need my feelings hurt anymore. Just like, oh okay, thank you. Have a nice day. I enjoyed our you know, our day. I'm done. Move on. I got a question. What, what, what's the problem? Yeah. So they said so after how long do you owe the person the respect of not ghosting them? Like how many days is it like a time frame where you really should be considerate? What do you think? I, I think I think again for me as a man, not, not in consideration what you all just said. As a man, I think that I am always. I think honestly for me, unless there's a safety concern, I'm going to tell it. And for me, there's several. You know, again, it's the thing of I think that leaving a relationship right is good, or leaving whatever we're doing dating is right. I don't. I'm the type of man I don't date multiple women and all that kind of stuff. So I want it to be known, and I'm going to say this, um, I have this phobia, quote-unquote, of or this fear of I'm not going to have my y'all on the Internet trashing me. I'm just not going to do that. So I'm going to let it be known. Uh-huh. We're done. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? We're done. I'm moving on with my life. I have a whole, like, ministry and all this stuff I got in a business and a child that I don't need. You know, I'm trying to keep my integrity at a certain level. So for me, I need to make sure that, it's clear that we are not in a relationship. It's clear we're done. It's clear where we are. But again, so I can't I can't say that for other people though. I think that you just need to be clear. <clears throat> for me, Maddie, I would think um, about I think after two dates, you would because you've had enough conversation between that getting to the first date, having the first date, and then convo between the second. To know I'm good. So at that point, you've either you've spent money, unless you guys have decided that's not what it's going to be. So you you spend money, you share time. This that the third thing. So for me, I think after that second date where we spend time, I would then feel the most obligated to say, you know what, this has been fun, but not you know this is this has been nice because fun would be lying. You know, I'd have to be honest with how I said that. You know, because it doesn't feel good, you know, even with all of the frustrations and stuff that we have with it and, the, and the, the fear we may have associated with it, it doesn't feel good on the other end of that. So, like, the human part of me doesn't want to make anyone feel that way, and who wants to be in the lines in front of that person or behind that person in Walmart after you, you know, disregarded them. So, you know, I kind of switch it and put myself in that space, and I think that would be the time frame I would feel the most obligated to do that. 
Um, but yeah, if you gave me creeper vibes or you were like overtly rude or something like that during our conversation, and that's what got you, Nick. Yeah, you probably won't hear from me. So, like, I'm gonna be 100 on on that. Like, because you should know. <laughs> I made it perfectly clear in that moment why you will not be hearing from me again. Period. So, and I don't feel bad about that. <laughs> when I get to that level, I'm I'm. You can just deal with how you deal with it at that part. Yeah. What yeah. you think, Maddie? Gonna focus, Maddie, because that's good. About I think two about two days. How about you? You you good on that first date though, huh? You say after day one, if I'm well, right along. Yeah, see, for me, like I said, I don't really, I've never done, like, the dating without really talking to somebody. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, I but even, but don't even have then, to go. He, even, even then, then you like never talked to somebody on the me. phone and then didn't like them? Like, once y'all went out, like, yeah, we was cool on the phone, but in person, yeah. <laughs> um, no. Like, really, what I thought. <laughs> What I thought as far as me ghosting somebody is really not mm-hmm. ghosting them. Like, it probably was the, I, I was the, hey, stranger, you know, I've done that. <laughs> but <laughs> I've done that. Hey, like, hey, stranger, what are you up to? And it's been like months, um, I don't know. Hey, talk to him. <laughs> but when I did talk to him, it was actually, you know, we went on a date, we went on two, and we had decided that because we had our conversation. So personally, I can't get that because I just don't believe in going on dates with people without kind of knowing who I'm going with. Um, and then it's usually a second date or whatever. But for an average person that like a serial dater, you have serial daters that just believe in the dating lifestyle. Um, yeah. I think two, two, two is two is strong. I'm gonna say three. Like. At three dates, this is your third date with her. This is a date that a lot of people put a lot of big decisions on. Um, so that third date, and let's just say, because you have people out here doing it's not uncommon. If you've been intimate with that person, you owe that person a text message, a call, yes. or something. Yes. Like, there's, that's the time. If your first date, you were intimate with that person, and she knows, and it's not just saying, hey, this is over, when we both get up from this bed, you owe that person a call to say, hey, you know what, this isn't going to work. There you go. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree agree with you. I agree with you. They said that a person that that totally cut off someone after eight months, would that be called ghosting just as the same as a person that cut someone off after two dates? No, that's terrible. I think it's worse if you go somebody after eight months. That's, yeah, that's, that's worse. Yeah. yeah. That's that type you might, you won't ever get to say me again. Like, even if we talk, you know, because, yeah, you won't ever get to say me again. We'll be cordial that you don't have that, uh huh. When I see like eight months of my life, no, nah, bro. <laughs> you not, we yeah. not, we not. Ain't nothing like that. Disappear. I I would say that. Yeah, that's that's a bit much. I think I think if you go somebody after eight months, like that, that's that's horrible. That's a relationship. You can't go somebody in a relationship. That's a whole relationship. That's eight months. That's almost a year. Yeah. 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 You gotta you gotta open your mouth and say something, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's not a text message either. 
Yeah, that is a phone call. That's a conversation. Yeah. That's a conversation. Whole conversation. Speaking and that is answering the question. At that point, you well, are answering the question. You are giving the feedback. Eight months in, I do yeah. believe you are the person that at that point. I do. I do. Because yeah. they've invested yeah, time in you. They've made changes for you in hopes of being better for you. So now I've done all of this work, and it's still not good enough for you. I got questions. <laughs> I, got, yeah. I got some right. you know, yeah. Mhm. I totally agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, we only got a minute, so oh, much, uh, ladies, one of you all can have the, have the final word. Go ahead. I'm uh, I'm gonna let y'all have. <laughs> Maddie, you my guest. Go ahead and tell me what your final thoughts are on ghosting, and then I'll. So I'll my wrap final thoughts, my final thoughts on ghosting is I think you should set the parameters within yourself as to how many dates qualify for you to owe a person accountability to let them know that you're no longer interested in them. Two dates, three dates, three max. Just send a text message and say, hey, this isn't going to work. Or to be able to say eight months in, it's absolutely too long. You've had a whole entire relationship. Think about the person on the other end. We all are human beings. We all have feelings. We all have emotions. And consider the person that that person is going to date next because you will be the person that that person complains about that hurt them, that the other person has to heal that person from now, male or female. So when you're ghosting somebody, just kind of think, hey, this could be me. Is this how I would want to be treated? And that's my final thought. I love I it. I'm glad I'm first. I totally agree. That's what the doors of the church are open. Oh. There'll be one. Okay. <laughs> Don't pass the plate. Pass the plate. <laughs> All right. So it's an awesome segment. And I'm glad we got that out of our systems <laughs> because we needed to have that conversation. So it is now time for our last song of the evening, which is oh, my dance. Y'all see what you did there, Win? I like that. Okay. I got you. So we're I got back. You. <laughs> yeah. We got my girl, <clears throat> Raya J, with Dear R&B. This is my jam. Enjoy. Uh-oh. Come on. Right, I was gonna say women. <laughs> we been so we were due. We were due for a technical difficulty. And on my jam. We haven't had one. Right, we haven't had one in a while. It's coming. Hold on. Okay. It's, maybe it's not. It's not. You don't like your phone. Is Chris Brown ready? Can we do Chris Brown, or is it just saying no music at all? Because you know that's yeah. my first thing. Yes. Yeah, you said that's your go-to with Chris Brown, huh? Oh yeah, love that song. Anytime, anytime's a good time for Chris Brown. That's my jam. <laughs> Hold on. <clears throat> Man, everybody want to be slow tonight. Okay. <laughs> I need you warming up your list. Is that my list? 
Yeah, <laughs> just in case. Just in case. <laughs> just in case. Right. It won't take too much. Y'all can't, don't get me on the fire heartbeat. Hold All right, on. right. <laughs> Store on Crystal Avenue. So support uh, 
support support this new restaurant called Crystal Cafe. Um, the owners would appreciate it. And when you stop in, make sure you tell them that you heard this advertising on the Scoop Radio Show. All right. So, um, so tonight, um, again, in Winfrey's wisdom. Um, so tonight's show topic has primarily been about ghosting, uh, which is, um, according to the Urban Dictionary, it is the practice of ending a personal relationship with someone by suddenly and without explanation withdrawing from all communication. If you've ghosted someone, meaning you didn't even attempt to end the relationship, well, then I'm going to say shame on you. Knowing that whether a person was uh, whether that person was difficult to deal with, insecure, or jealous, the best way to start a good relationship is to properly end the previous relationship. If you can take a look at your uh, an honest look at your relationship past and see a trail of ghost endings, then I would suggest you do as I had to do in my life. That's take an assessment of yourself and realize that for every past relationship mistake there will be another present opportunity to get it right, and it will keep coming until you get it right. Now, I don't want to spend my time tonight fussing or berating individuals who have ghosted someone, but I do want to take this time uh, to talk to those who are in relationships or attempt to build healthy relationships. I want to spend a few moments uh, in this segment giving you what I call four ways to know if you are connected. Um, and before I move on, I'm going to tell you that I did borrow this title from my little brother, Isaac Cova. I don't want him calling me, telling me that I didn't give him um, credit for his title or suing me, so I, I, want, I want to give him his just due. All right. Mm-hmm. We did that. When we get into relate, when we enter into relationships, uh, we have a little, uh, we have limited knowledge of the person. We see what's called the representative. The representative is the person um, that we all project or hope to be, but in reality, we can't be all the time. Our representative is usually is usually a little nicer, doesn't call out our issues, and doesn't look like they have any insecurities and looks like they have it all together. But somewhere along the line, the other person comes out, and we are left with the real us. Now, I hate to burst your bubble, fellas, but most likely every woman that you meet She likely wears a bonnet that smells something like motions and elegance by design. Ladies, most likely every man that you meet, his feet stinks and he farts. Fellas, she doesn't cook every day, and she probably really doesn't find you or your jokes that funny. Ladies, I know he presents himself initially as a great communicator, but he probably isn't. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but it helps us to get to the core issues of who each other is and to tell if beyond the superficial ways we present ourselves, we really are connected. Well, why is connection important? Because deep connection in relationships gives us a a better opportunity to create healthy, lasting, mutually beneficial relationships. So here are four reasons and four ways that you can know if you really are connected. Number one, is there a genuine friendship that is actively being built. I'm going to say that again. Is there a genuine friendship that is actively being built? Anyone who has been in any long-term relationship will tell you that there will be seasons that you will not like each other. And how you handle those seasons are often determined by how well your friendship was built in the previous season. 
I'm not simply, when I talk about friendship, I'm not talking about uh, do you like each other's company, even though that's a part of it. But I'm, at, I'm talking about have you created or are you building the space, um, for example, where communication can freely flow? Do you value one another's opinion, especially in the areas and discussions that are hard? Do you find yourself missing that person even when you are mad at one another? Does that person's respect mean something to you, even though I know we live in a culture where we say we don't care what anybody thinks about it? If this is not present, if there is not a genuine friendship that is actively being built, then I'm going to suggest you check your connection. Number two, the second way that you can do if you are uh, if you are really connected is to ask the question, how invested are you in each other's vision? There's a saying that says, show me where your money is spent and I'll show you what's important to you. For the purposes of relationships, I say, show me if you are invested and I'll show you where your heart is. To invest in someone means you see their value and believe that they are worth the risk of giving your energy, your time, your wisdom, your love, your respect, and your honor. I didn't include sex because for many, though it should be, sex is not an indication of an investment. If a person does not invest in your mind, in your health, in your spirituality, uh, if they become absent when you need to be affirmed, if they ghost you when times are tough, then you need to check your connection. Three, is there fruit? Is there fruit? Does this relationship produce a healthier, happier, smarter, wiser, more protected you? Is this person present and active in helping you to become better, or do they say nothing about the areas you need to improve? A connected person desires to see every area of your life produce good fruit. Connected relationships uh, where you are happy, uh, are happier, smarter, wiser, more protected, produce better individuals, better entrepreneurs, better mothers, better fathers, better everything. And if you see your relationship is producing bad fruit, then again, you got to check your connection. The number four thing that you can look at is do you both practice, and I'm going to say some words that we don't like to hear, do you both practice mutual submission, honor, and respect? And a healthy, relation, a healthy relationships are, um, are not struggles for power and control, but they are partnerships designed to build legacies and kingdoms. I'm going to say that again because that was good. Healthy relationships are not struggles for power and control, but partnerships designed to build legacies and kingdoms. In order to build legacies and kingdoms, both individuals must be free to let loose every gift and every talent that they have. Both individuals must be free to master their God-given destiny, destiny and pursue their purpose. This means that we must submit to one another and to the vision of the relationships. That means that at all times we must honor the other person and respect the other person in our words and in our actions, building one another up at all times, not just in moments of convenience. But as I end this segment, let me say this. I am confident that if we can consistently ensure that these four areas of our relationships are maintained, 
that we can develop and build healthy relationships that not only connect us to our partner, but can cause a ripple effect in our communities. Most people actually want healthy, loving relationships, and everyone wants to be, you know, relationship goals. And though there will be bumps, hard conversations, miscommunications, and a slew of other things, if we can consistently build these four areas, then the chance of being ghosted or being in an unfulfilled relationship greatly diminishes. I urge each of us to take time with our partners uh, to talk with any or to talk to anyone we enter into a relationship with and discuss these areas as being valuable to us. And to not, with rose-colored glasses, uh, look, but with an honest eye to see if that person we are uh, and the, if we are that person and the person we are in relationship is committed to being whole, committed to being healthy, committed to having a good connection with us in order to build the lives that we desire. That's Win- Winter's wisdom for the day. Any questions or comments? You better come through with the segment. Yes. Oh, man, that was nice. <laughs> come <laughs> on through. That was very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Like, drop the mic. Nothing huh. <laughs> else to say. Really? Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Number two got me. How invested are you in each other's vision? Because I I really like that you added that and then excluded sex from that. <laughs> because a lot of us will equate investment to physical and leave it there and say that we've gotten enough. There's just that physical connection there. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of other ways to invest in each other aside from nakedness. That is not saying that that does not count, but it should not be as high on totem poles as we place it. (laughs) And being invested in a vision shows that you've dug a little bit deeper into that person to, to confirm, you know what I mean? That this is where you're supposed to be. That one was really clutch. I appreciate number two very, very much. Mm -hmm. Well, it may it made me look over my relationship, and I was going through the lines with you to see if we had those things as a foundation of mm-hmm. our relationship. And I actually can say, you know what, I'm on pretty good doggone terms. And the one that stood out for me was, are you building a genuine friendship? Mm, yeah. Friendship yeah. is so important. You have so many people who love people, like I love you, but the reality is I don't like you. Like mm-hmm. I have to love you, but I really don't like you, and I don't like some of the things you do. And you, if we ever broke up, we could never be friends. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to have a genuine friendship, like my ex-husband, we're not friends. There's nothing to talk about. Like we're not cool. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. that taught me was my next, relationship, I need to like you as much as I love you. Genuinely. Mm-hmm. I will talk mm-hmm. to you when we're done. If we're done. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I like that. That was that was awesome. Make sure you post that. Yeah. I, I will. Yep. You know, I'll I will i will say this. I think the other the other thing about building a genuine friendship is that one of the mis- one of the mistakes that that we do that I see that happens is we build friendships for the sake of being in a relationship. And mm-hmm. and so that's different than just building a friendship. So the difference being 
I'm trying to get to know you just just because I know I want to get in a relationship as opposed to do I really like who you are and then if yeah. I like you then I you know so there's a motive to it which again I think we have to you know we have to look at it because uh, because if you go into it with that motive that what happens is it makes certain things uh, a little bit more difficult. And again, and I'll send it if you get it, your relationship not going to work. But I think again is that you have to realize that not only, um, not only do you have to do things, do life with this person, but you also have to walk with this person. Excuse me, and the process of doing life to walk through life if you stay together um, or get married through some of the hardest transitions of their life. So if you think about it, you're talking about the death of a parent. You're talking about the you know the possible you know, um, end of a job, you're talking about, you know, getting fired from a job, you're talking about having to walk with them through body and physical changes, you're talking about sickness. This is a person who, you know, so this is person is somebody who you have to really say uh, and even have to have a hard conversation. So if I can't build um, a foundation of where we're, where we can do that, where we can, you know, where we just enjoy uh, not so much enjoy, but we're we're willing to take on each other um, as friends, as best, and develop into best friends. I think that I think that you're you're gonna miss something if you can't do that. You're gonna miss a lot if you can't do that. So, yeah, this one stretched me. <laughs> this one stretched me. I'll be honest, uh, because again, I think I think a lot of for me. Um, it's not just about being in a relationship. It's about being in healthy, mutually beneficial relationships where everybody, where both people feel um, feel fulfilled. So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. appreciated, loved. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. Let's go move into final thoughts. Um, we'll let. Maddie, you go first, and make sure, uh, Maddie, you let um, our listeners know where they can find you, your books, the whole nine. So go for it. All right. So my name is Maddie Zarina Whitfield, and it was definitely an honor to guest host the radio show with you two beautiful, awesome people. Thank you for even thinking of me. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it every time I come on to your show. And I wish you two the most success with this show, even beyond your wildest dreams. My final thought, uh, we had some very interesting conversations, and I love how real we can always be. Um, The ghost scene was the most hilarious. So with all, I think one thing that all of the conversations have in common is people are human. And if we just start looking at each other more so as human beings, versus what this person did, what that person did, and their wrongs and their faults as if we are perfect, we would be able to live and love on a whole different level. Mm-hmm. That person who you're faulting, R. Kelly, that person, even Donald Trump, he's a human being. And probably if we get to the root of it, he probably got some real issues. Detroit, the way you treat somebody when you're dating them, they are human beings. So just learn to love and be kind on a more human level and watch how your life just unfolds for you. Um, my social media is I am MZ 
Whitfield.com. That's Instagram. That is Facebook. I am Miss Whitfield. Um, I have a brunch going on with Global Women of Wealth. And on Instagram, I believe that's actually Globally Wealthy Women and GloballyWealthyWomen.com. It's in Houston, Texas. So if you're in Houston, Texas on August 26th, 2 o'clock, you should be at the Feminine Power, Global Women of Wealth. It's where women who are moguls get to come and be feminine and be powerful and learn balance and talk and power network and build prosperity bridges. We'll also be having a backpack drive. So all of the women are bringing backpacks. All of the women are bringing a stuffed backpack. And if you're not in Houston and you want to give to that, definitely hit us up on IG, and I'll tell you how you can be able to give that. We're going to be sponsoring some shelters of domestic violence women or women have, who have been abused by domestic violence, making sure their children are properly taken care of so they can be smart and a beautiful part of society. And that is me. Oh, my website is mzwhitfield.com. So everything is mzwhitfield. I am mzwhitfield. And I would love to hear from you guys later. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate you. Q. Yes, sorry. I am typing out her uh, website. Sorry. Okay, now I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so um, I am going to add some love for my girl in her absence really quick before I get into my goodies. Um, you guys know Kels has been out having an amazing time with her bestie, Keisha. But um, over the last 24 hours, she has done something that is amazing, and they have uh, created Nobody's Wives. So I'm going to share a link of Nobody's Wives, which is an absolute hilarious production brought to you by Curvy Kitten, which is Kel's company, um, that has had me cracking the hell up, like woke James up because I'm giggling on the side of the bed at the eyelash episode, like it was too much. So you guys can follow Kel um, and Keisha and their Nobody's Wives adventures because they are hilarious and worth it. So do that with all you people. Okay, so I shared that link in the live packet right now. Well, after this. So um, on aside from that, like I said at the beginning of the show, right now we are having a flash sale on our From the Crown Down mugs. They are currently $10, which is an $8 savings, so get that. Um, they are $10 at elegancebydesign.com. Throughout this week, I will be putting other items on flash sale. So if you have not um, gone to the page and liked the page, you are missing out, and you will continue to miss out because this is going to be a good week for Elegance by Design Design Divas. So I posted the website on the live as well, so go and get your goodies and be sure to join the mailing list so you don't miss any others. Have an amazing week. I have enjoyed myself to the 10th power this evening with you guys. Maddie, thank you so much for joining us again. You did not disappoint, girlfriend, and you will be back. <laughs> so thank you very yeah. much again. You guys have a really, really great week. Awesome week. Cool. All right, my final closing thoughts are, first of all, thank you, Maddie, for, um, for joining us tonight. We definitely appreciate you. As always, you are uh, phenomenal. So thank you uh, very much. Please. Go to um, her Instagram page and her her um, uh, website.
donate and support her product, support her business, support um, whatever she's doing. Um, I can tell you again, this is um, she, she's the real deal. So thank you for being here. We appreciate you. Um, to Q, you know I you know how I feel about you already. So thank you for everything um, you do, Kel. Same thing. Um, so we definitely appreciate uh, tonight. I appreciate all of our people who are on our live and who are people who posted. We really appreciate your support and everything that you all bring to uh, the Scoop Nation. Um, so thank you very much. Um, tomorrow, Pastor Ben Senior will uh, be back for the Word on Wednesday. I think he's finishing the Book of Acts tomorrow. So tune in at seven o'clock um, at Central Standard Time and for uh, the Word on Wednesday. Um, of course, it will be right back here on uh, the Global Drive Network. Um, um, also, if you are interested in advertising with the Drive Network, then you can see myself. You can either DM me, call me, email me at globaldriveradio at gmail.com, and we will um, have a discussion about that. If you have not downloaded our magazine, Nouveau Exposure, um, then what are you waiting for? <laughs> it's, uh, it's Global Drive Network free publication. Um, we'll talk about faith, talks about finance, it talks about um, all fashion, makeup, all the girly stuff. So ladies, go to NouveauExposure.org and download your free copy of the magazine, uh, Nouveau Exposure. Um, and then last but not least, we are looking um, for new music. So if you are an independent artist or an artist in general and you want uh, your music played, then send it to us at globaldriveradio at gmail.com, and we will get it on the air. We are looking for all genres, so please don't think that um, we won't play your music. So all genres are welcome. Again, uh, globaldriveradio at gmail.com is the place to go. So other than that, I just want to say thank you to, uh, again, everybody who tuned in. Thank you to everybody who supports. Um, please, um, oh, if you haven't liked our Facebook page, or you want to be a part of the Scoop Nation, just let us know. We'll get you involved um, in that as well. So then have a good rest of your week. Um, remember, as Maddie said, I'll, re I'll, um, I'll say that again. Please remember that we are all people uh, and that we should treat people not only just the way that we would want to be treated, but treat them as, as we can. I think if we every day trying to be the best person we can, to love people as best as we can, um, and to always remain in a humble position, knowing that we don't know everything. I believe we can see, we can do some some great building of one another, not just in relationships, but in every area of our life. So have a good rest of your week. Um, again, thank you for supporting um, us, and we will see you all next Tuesday with another new episode of the Scoop Radio Show. Have a good night, and God bless.
And would you 